The Knees and Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you in association with aa8sport.com forward slash West Ham dot HTM. And the bet this week, as it will be for the rest of the season, West Ham to finish in the top six, four to one. Triple the odds on your first bet. That is going to be available till the end of the season. And if you haven't made use of the triple the odds bet so far uh, this season now is your chance West Ham to finish in the top six four to one to get that bet 888sport.com forward slash West Ham dot HTM Antonio, that was risky, and uh, Slavin Bilic was furious that the mistake was made. It's Rashford, it's Rashford who's given them the lead with the most precise finish. Randolph, totally beaten. Queuing up in the middle, Martial, and it hits Fellaini and flies in for number two. And Manchester United are getting ever closer to a Wembley semi-final against Everton. Just shows what a good football brain he's got for a goalkeeper because he knew instinctively where that was going. But here's Carroll and Tompkins is there. And they've got one back. He went towards Kuyate, who still might be in here. And De Gea saved Manchester United yet again. Carroll and De Gea and Kuyate! But the flag is up. Well, it depends how long's left because they look threatening. A great save to start with David De Gea once again. This one, you can see Kuarte's in an offside position. So when the ball comes back out and he heads it in, he's standing offside. It's the right decision. The guys have got in the place, got it, in, got it in the dressing room, but. Uh, I have to admit, uh, they were for majority of the game. They were better side, they had the composure, we had the energy. They passed the ball better, they kept the ball better, they stretched us, uh, and they deserved. Welcome to the Knees of Mother Brown West Ham Podcast Series 4, Episode 33. Joining us here in the studio is Bianca Westwood. Here I am, back Welcome again. Welcome back. Welcome Thanks. back. And also, we're honoured to be joined <laughs> for his second appearance uh, by the host of the All American Sports Show on Talksport, also the European Football Show on yep, Talksport, right. but also the BBC's NFL coverage. But most importantly, big West Ham fan Nat Coons. If that comes first in any any time my bio was printed, that is first, right? Just be a CV. As is uh, this show. I mean, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my appearance on this show. Good to be back. I've um, I brought green tea with me this time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Very West Ham, right? That the Ameri- that's the American element <laughs> coming the, through. That's the Californian is. element coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot to talk about on this show because we haven't spoken since we've gone out of the FA Cup and uh, drawn with. Leicester and beat Watford. Uh, so much to talk about on this episode, but we'll begin with some feedback. Um, oh, actually, no, we won't begin with some feedback because we've got an announcement. Haven't we? Ooh. Have we? Yeah. What's the announcement? What's happening on Tuesday the 17th of May? Oh, of course. How could I forget? It's the live podcast. It's the live podcast. Wow, you're going live. Yeah, we we're going live. Brave, brave move. Yeah. Well, we've done it the last couple of years in a row, like the end of the season. This yeah. is obviously Bianca's first. Yeah. Life, since she said, taking the helm here. Last, so last year we had uh, Jimmy Walker, Rufus Brevet were our guests. Oh, nice. The year before that, we had McAvenny, Martin Allen. This year, guess TBC. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> a high bar. You can't high announce bar. Anyway, negotiations ongoing. Alan McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's him and Phil Parks. Parks it's a double. What a double. I can confirm it's not going to be McKnight. McAvenny so. must be fun. Yeah. Have you heard his, um, his interview with Graham Hunter? No. Graham Hunter's series is brilliant. Uh, yeah. He does one on ones. He's got a brilliant one with McAvenny. I heartily recommend I haven't that. listened to that oh, yet. Is it good? Yeah, it's as everything you'd expect. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not going to be McAvenny because he's already done one. Mm. But so there'll be as an extra special guest. Tickets are going to be available on KUMB at the end of this week. Does it get messy, this podcast? Or it, Well, 
Maybe so the, you should keep the vodka away from me until we finish. <laughs> the format is that we have a bit of a Q&A and we'll do the awards from the KUMB vote and then and then there's we go off air. Bianca, you know the movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like that. There was four wow. deaths last yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking to beat that record. Do I have to wear plaid? <laughs> <laughs> you have to. The the off, off, <laughs> the off the record section is the best aspect of it, it all. because that's when But you is re- it really off the record? Will there be people recording? No, there's no, the we, we, we're very harsh. Because I quite like my job on Skype. <laughs> yes, want to lose exactly. It. Right. Within limits. Within so where's, okay. where's it going to be? Or is venue to be seen? So the, the venue's actually sorted. It's going to be the Cow in Stratford, nice. which is oh, which overlooks the Olympic. Yeah, it's a good pub. Yeah. Well, last year it overlooked the Olympic Park, but this year they've just built uh, towers. That <laughs> mean you can't see it, but it is there. <laughs> you just have it's to a bit of imagination <laughs> yeah. required, mm-hmm. but you're very, very close to it. Yeah. So uh, Tuesday, 17th of May, tickets will be on sale this week and then guests the announcement coming very shortly afterwards very exciting they'll be time. decent they'll be decent I yeah. can assure you out there the first big name Bianca Westwood that's, 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 that's all you need that's on the need. The, yeah, that's on the billing <laughs> that's up <laughs> that's <laughs> done um, so then the feedback section right, all right. Um, and I mean this so, is where we pat ourselves on the back oh good okay. I don't even know how this feature emerged but basically people have started singing a songs they want to hear sung okay uh, and we had a few last week in particular one about Darren Randolph so it's sent so in by a guy cringe. called uh, Luke Luke Beacon he was like it does get, I've got better ones I've got better ones he suggested, so he suggested one more from his friend David Treasurer and it's it's about Stuart Downing to the tune of the Spice Girls if you want to be my lover and the, and the song is <laughs> if you want to be my Stewie you've got to run down the wing crossing balls forever no one heads them in I liked it I liked it it was good but what I liked... A Stuart Downing doesn't play for no, no, no. yeah exactly B was never really a legend although he, you know he had his moments he did against a Liverpool half a good great season. goal good season. but uh, yeah no I don't Strange. think so uh, we're going to become a laughing stock <laughs> what I enjoyed about that Bianca was it was uncannily like the Spice Girls it was, it was like they were in the room wasn't yeah, it yeah they couldn't no. sing either thank god I wore this Union Jack dress for this yeah, episode yeah, yeah. I wonder boy um, James Toman sent one in he said great show you've been listening for years I've got a couple of chances if we could really improve things and He's, this is one in particular I'll read out to the tune of Dolly Parton <laughs> these boots were made for walking uh, Big Andy's made for scoring and that's just what he'll do one of these days Big Andy's going to walk all over you it's not bad that's not bad Ooh, that's it's not, a bit better, better. it's, 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 it's not Dolly Parton though, is it no is it? It's Nancy Sinatra exactly yeah. right so yeah fail <laughs> yeah fail for that reason you're <laughs> yeah. out La- last one I promise you uh, this one's going to be difficult uh, from Jonathan a member of the Chicago Hammer sent in I've got a submission for a tune about Adrian's set to the tune of Titanium by David Guetta wow. and SIA he's bulletproof nothing to lose fire away fire away ricochet he'd stop Pele fire away fire away shoot the ball he stops them all he is Adrian can I get out of here now? yeah I'm, I'm trying enough. to find out the uh, exit routes <laughs> that is enough that's that, from that Jonathan was, uh, yeah there was no melody to that no, there was a, it's funny. You, you should have practised first it's funny yes, I agree <laughs> for like songs the basis of chance like a song needs to be a certain age doesn't it like yeah well as in how, that's two how years how does it work so yeah. yeah well uh, Billy Ray Cyrus I mean it's just <laughs> just set the bar at all, all new levels right who'd have thought when Billy Ray Cyrus yeah. writing Achy Breaky Heart who'd have thought that yeah. there would yeah. be football songs there's, like, there's Ring of Fire isn't there there's yeah. uh, Depeche Mode yeah. Is it Depeche Mode? What? Um, what are we thinking? Depeche Mode? Mm. Yeah, you know. Oh, the Go West, like Pitch Boys. Is like, like a song needs to ferment for a certain amount of 20 time. 20 years before. minimum. We're looking yeah. at 80s, I think. Yeah. 80s, 80s. Early 90s. Yeah, yeah I'll take up to 90. Yeah. The, Oasis versus Blur. 95 yeah. is that's the line that's anything <laughs> after that line just can't get enough yeah. that's what I'm thinking of oh, oh right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so tw- we set the bar at 20 years I mean yeah I mean you got Dean Martin from 60 years ago you know yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, that's where you should be looking at <laughs> um, we had some more feedback Mark uh, Mark is it Max Bretos? Uh, yeah. The, the SPM Bredos. Bretos. Bretos was on Bredos. last week. You must know Bretos. I don't. I don't. Neither did I. Oh, my God. My God, I don't know him. I didn't know about it, but the people on the forum uh, loved his appearance last week. I, I hadn't heard of him, but uh, he oh. came up. Doc H. Ball pointed out that on the forum that he came up with this, this specific phrase about Upton Park, that you can smell the years and hear the ghosts. What a nice turn of phrase. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. nice. Mm. That's nice. Mm. That's nice. And then the week before that, we had Tony Carr on, uh, and uh, Worcester WHU's one of my favourites so far Tony Carr is as much West Ham as more Bonds Lyle et al wish you had another hour to keep going yeah. I couldn't agree more I, I went to his testimonial and um, 
Best money I've ever spent at Upton Park, I think, going to Tony Carr's testimonial. Just, just le- legend. What absolute a guy. Legend. Yeah, yeah, big time. We owe him so much. Yeah, we do. And we had one more. Yeah. Uh, NH Hammer says, top-notch stuff again. You're well on the road for qualifying for the Champions League of podcasts. I like that. <laughs> Tony Carr's an absolute legend. Hope he enjoys the Pacific Coast Highway Adventure this summer. Please get us a game on the East Coast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So there you go. Another exclusive couple of weeks ago, there was Tony Carr's taking his holiday in uh, the Pacific Coast. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> You guys, breaking the big sky sources. <laughs> there you go. So that's the feedback. If you want to get in touch with the show, here's how you can do so. Get in touch with the show. Email podcast at kumb.com. Get on the forum at kumb.com or follow your hosts, your lovely hosts on Twitter. Beautiful people, lovely. One of your own. Bianca is at B double E Westwood. Chris is at CJ Skull, and that's with a C, not a K, a C, because he's special. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Excellent. All right. Well, then, let's kick off with a... We've had three matches since the last episode in the studio, the first of which was West Ham 1, Man United 2 now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, last FA Cup game at the Bowling, what, yep. were, your, what were your thoughts? I, You know, I, I, I think we're all... Most of us, as, as West Ham fans, are, are steel to... A life of pessimism, right? And uh, I, I've made that mistake of believing. You know, I really thought uh, that this was going to be our year for the cup. But I think I, I hope a lot of listeners did. There's a lot of fans. Yeah. I think as everybody well. kind of did. I think Mark Noble mm. did, which is why he was really upset. Yeah, Tears. which is uh, just gutting to time, see. Yeah. yeah, but and here's the big but. After they and we'll you know talk about the the first leg when Schweini yeah. <laughs> Schweinsteiger robbed us oh. um, by taking taking out Randolph and uh, and that, you know and I, look I understand these things go your way sometimes and against you but that was just such a a significant moment the moment that happened mm. they equalised I thought we're not going to win this my uh, my agent Andy uh, is a massive Man United fan diehard home and away and on the morning of the game of the replay. I was chatting to him on the phone and he goes, oh, mate, you're going to stuff us tonight. We're, you know, we're in... Because they were playing so badly going into yeah. that game. And I just said, you know what? It's a, it, West Ham always have this way. I always remember players that haven't scored for 15 games score against West Ham. <laughs> you know, yeah. we are that team. Yeah. And I thought, Man United haven't been playing well. They're going to win it. They're going to win it. I just knew they were going to oh. win it. Yeah, I thought there might be a backlash after their result against Tottenham. Mm. Yeah. Do you think it, did, it didn't do us any favours, them getting smashed by Tottenham? Yeah, I think perhaps they were only in sort of first gear against mm. Tottenham, you know. So I think Definitely. maybe they held something back because they really wanted... I mean, he he needs this trophy doesn't he Van Gaal yeah desperately needs it so I think yeah they they kind of went easy um, against Spurs and and that did worry me slightly but like you my Manchester United uh, friends were fans big fans that they were adamant that they were going to lose yeah I, know. I think everybody and that's always I a bad I felt really confident I wasn't nervous at all mm-hmm. yeah. like you know going but into I, yeah. one of my main United mates was like I want us to lose because I want Van Howe out like yeah. the FA Cup will save him I don't yeah. want it I don't want him in I'm so not I was con- like what? how can we lose this yeah yeah no. and, and that's whenever we're in that position we're, we're going to lose yeah. it I'm not convinced that Van Hal will be safe, you know. Even they're talking about as long as he gets Champions League in the cup. Mm. I, th- I don't, I don't think that's enough. I think, I think he'll go whichever way. I think way. it's too late now. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is. And then Mourinho will look for that. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. One thing, normally, obviously, they've progressed from the semi-finals. And Van Hal, after the yeah. match, said like had a go at the ref, like and said, you know, the referee's really kind of deciding the matches too much. And you just think after that Schweinsteiger thing, yeah, like, yeah, mate, what are you on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How? we don't talk about that <laughs> in this competition. That might yeah, be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and we were chatting just before the start of the show that obviously now there's a sense of, of anti-climax to the season. And that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. That's a shame, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's a real shame. But it will come back, of course, because of what, what is to come, which will be yeah. which will be so poignant and so yeah, bittersweet and so emotional. That it, you know, it, yeah. And the most important thing is that we're safe, right? I mean, we yeah. started this yeah. year thinking, I did anyway, I know, we could be going down. So That's what happens with expectation. It yeah. can so easily build up, can't mm, it? I, I was just really gutted the way we didn't start that game. I know. Yes. I mean, the first ten minutes were okay, weren't they? And then I don't know what happened. It's, why does it? Why like? Why recently do we have to go two 0 down to don't wake know. up to start playing? Yeah. Like yeah. the last twenty minutes of that game, we we could have Battered scored like them. four or five times. Yeah. But we just didn't have that urgency until like 
Fellaini scored that second goal. And by the way, how fluky was that oh, Fellaini goal? Yeah. Like, Jammy. I know. Just knocks it across the start. Jammy. It was one of those games, if it had gone on for another 20, 30 minutes, we probably would have won it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, if Chiata, well, Chiata's offside goal, like, I mean, it yeah. was yeah. so marginal. It yeah. probably was offside. Yeah. But where is our luck? And then Andy Carroll with that header that was right in front of us, wasn't oh. it? He just skimmed the crossbar. Oh, yeah. like, he buries oh. those. He buries those. I know, those. he does. That's he bread does. and butter. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you just think, well, obviously it's just not our year. Again. That Chiate, I'd say, that Chiate goal being struck off for offside was the low point for me this season. Like, yeah. It was just it? Like, it just felt the conspiracy was at its worst. In that What's moment. the high point been for both of you? <laughs> it was um, Chiate's me thinking he'd scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the low point yeah. was me realising yeah. that no, no, just loud. I think the high point was probably Pyatt at Old Trafford for yeah. me. Yeah. That was amazing. That was an yeah. amazing moment. Oh yeah, I thought we were going to win the cup when that went in. Yeah. I was a little tangent, but I was in um before that game. I was in away in Spain uh, for the Arsenal game, right? And mm. I missed, I messed up the timing, so we were nowhere near anywhere to watch the game when it kicked off. I was just my clock was off. I thought it was a later kickoff. And my sister, who's a massive, the reason I'm a West Ham fan and a massive diehard West Ham fan, texted me, "Are you watching?" So we scrambled. I was with my wife and kids. We scrambled into a bar. To find that the nearest bar we could find, like quite a few of them weren't showing it. Then there, we found a bar that was showing the Premier League uh, stream, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, no one was watching it. And there was just one chair by the TV, which I saw my wife and kids went back Made to the hotel, you. and I went and sat in this wicked chair and watched the game. And I was chatting to Sam Delaney, who I, I know has been on the show before, and um, and they started a conversation about the, the most random places that you've watched West Ham games, which you might have talked about before on the show, but we were exchanging exchanging war stories. And I remember being uh, in a bar in Antwerp, of all places, <laughs> filming about 10 years ago, longer yeah. probably. Yeah. It, was, it was a cup uh, uh, playoff semi-final against Ipswich, <laughs> and I was in a bar. I was trying to find any bar and answer we would show this game and you know no I don't you know and there was other big European games on which everybody was watching yeah. and I got into finally got into a bar that was showing it and I'd say there were about 100 people in the bar 98 of them would turn to one giant screen watching like an Inter Milan or whatever it was like a big European game and me yeah. one other guy <laughs> a Belgian West Ham fan watching the playoff final against Ipswich so yeah the most random places you've what about you Bianca most random mine was probably when I was a student in Montpellier I watched the um, West Ham Man United you know when Blackburn were trying to win the league and, yeah, it, yeah. and it all sort of like um, it was a pivotal game yes, wasn't it yes of course yeah yeah I watched that in a tiny tiny little bar and the only reason they had it on was because it was Manchester United that mm. they didn't really know who West Ham was Yeah, nobody ever bloody does yeah that's it um, yeah so that I think it was it was like a broom cupboard basically <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in like a stu- yeah like a student kind of real dirty sort of smelly den and nice. I, watched, I watched it did and convert- I was the only person watching did it did you convert anyone that's another key thing as well when you're in a random place there are a few Germans in there, and uh, yeah, they 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 like got a soft spot for West Ham Good. now. So that's it. Spread the word. Spread I don't know the if they still do, but they did at the time. If you're I'm listening, German fans, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love I'd love to go to like a, a foreign supporters club. Like, I've never been to one. Yeah, and like no, gone to watch I a have. game. Like, because I know James obviously has gone to LA and he's yeah, he's met yeah. up with the LA Hammers a bit now. Nice, oh, okay. right. But I don't know. It doesn't look like it's an actual room. I think they just kind of like it's a bit ad hoc. Like, like let's all go watch the game together. Yeah, they, yeah. But I know the Sydney Hammers have a specific room. That'll be to great to. fun. Well, to I do, met yeah. the Maltese Hammer at Old Trafford okay. and he asked me for a picture. So yeah, <laughs> next, time, next time I go to Malta. <laughs> they just one. Just the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually. When, when it's they a small had, country, well, I think we can't remember what game it was, but they had they 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 got the the foreign support clubs to do a lap of the of Upton Park and like nice, some of them yeah. like Sydney Hammers had loads of people and then there yeah. was there'd be like the Israeli Hammer yeah there it was <laughs> like I, one I how the hell did you become a West Ham fan yeah I love, yeah, that. I love no. finding that out I yeah know. Love finding it that is out. intriguing yeah, yeah. Yeah, that might be a good feature to replace songs you want us to read out. Where the, what's the weirdest place? I you've think read? people just mm. want to hear you sing songs really badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop. Anybody, <laughs> stop it, guys. Anybody can top that. Fan, to be honest, podcast at kub um, well, well, the one after the Man United game, so we go to Leicester, who mm. you know top in the league, and we we had that early chance of Kiarte and then mm. Vardy scored but somehow a minute left we almost win it and then there was the penalty I mean a lot happened in that game now. yeah yeah it's and against Leicester so I think everybody every neutral wants Leicester to win the title so it's a kind of difficult one that the way that they got back into that mm. game and uh, we were robbed right there's no doubt about <laughs> that but at the same time we thought well the 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 sweetener was well at least it means they're probably more likely to win the title as opposed to Spurs yeah. right so yeah. I got yeah. called a Tim Pop fan on, on Twitter really why what because I basically 
said just that mm. you know at least it means you know Spurs aren't going to be breathing down their necks and yeah I got called a Tim Pot fan so that doesn't make to my, in my eyes it made you a Tim Pot fan at all because it's because yeah, I should Spurs be worried are... about West Ham and I should always want West Ham to win yeah. Was, yeah. was basically the argument yeah I, mean, I kind of felt like our season was over a bit so I didn't really if we yeah. weren't going for top four yes then you know yeah it does raise the conspiracy theory the, that she's doing the rounds the, the, the sacrifice <laughs> was you know I'll, I'll I'll make that sacrifice. If yeah. It means, mm. If it means Tottenham don't win the league, I'm yeah. not I agree having that. With it. I'm agree with you on that. As yeah. long as yeah. by anyone but Tottenham, yeah. right? That's the, but everybody's that's saying it. that as well, apart from Tottenham apart fans. From Tottenham <laughs> fans. <Yeah>. Everybody's <laughs> saying yeah. they cannot win it. Well, interesting. I think Chelsea are at home to Leicester last game of the season. That's what, right. I mean, Chelsea fans aren't going to want Spurs well, to win the league. Well, apparently, Fabregas and Hazard have, have said that they will do everything in their power to win that game. Yeah. No, what are you talking about, guys? To against win that game. Tottenham. Oh, okay. oh against Tottenham. Because they've still got oh, right, right. Stamford yeah, Bridge because yeah, yeah. they've Definitely. still got Tottenham yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Just, so yeah, apparently yeah, they were interviewed. Oh, apparently they were interviewed and they've said we are going to do everything we can to beat Tottenham. Brilliant. We oh, cannot, that's good. We that's cannot good. have Loving them win that. the league. So. Yeah. As long as they roll over against Leicester as well, I mean, that would be the ideal. I think yeah, they, they will. will. Yeah, they, I think they will. Kind of yeah. soft two-all draw to handle <laughs> yeah. the title. And it's Ranieri yeah, yeah. as well. So yeah, it'd be like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. let's do it for Claudio. Yeah. Um, who is great? Who I love. Dilly I mean, ding, dilly dong. <laughs> <laughs> there are some, I'm not going to name names, there are some players in, in, in the Leicester squad, like in any squad that, that I'm not particularly a fan of uh, but uh, I love Mahrez I think it's an, and he's got an amazing mm. story which, and of course he's, yeah. he's won the plaudits now but yeah. people talk about how Vardy came through the lower leagues and fair play to him he did but mm. so did Mahrez who's playing second tier French yeah. football and every every step of the way he was told you're too small you're not going to make it you're yeah. not good enough and a very tough personal you know upbringing yeah he lost his dad lost his didn't dad, he was very know, young uh, uh, and such, and to see him transform from mm. you know, and also remember he was a January transfer window buy, and he cost four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand, oh yeah. God, bargain. Um, Nigel Pearson was the manager that brought him in. So yeah. probably genius. Yeah, no. he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's saying now, yeah. But uh, yeah, I love uh, I love Morris uh, uh, and a lot yeah. of those players. But uh, but Ranieri is, is for me the. Yeah. The, the, the magic there it's he's been just a breath of fresh air really has I love it I, I mean it would be devastating if Spurs went on to win that now I'd be I'd be gutted so yeah. um, so in, you know I'm with Bianca on this although of course we don't don't want to see us get get shortchanged and of, no, course, of course we want West Ham to win mm-hmm. but, but there was there were you know decisions in that game that could have gone yeah. Leicester's way as well yeah. the Kiate on Hooth I thought yeah. that could have been a penalty yes. if Winston Reeds was given yeah. I think perhaps that should have been so yeah. I know I you're not supposed to even it out but did, yeah. I mean the big talking point was the ref Nat where did you yeah. stand on his performance did you think he had a complete shocker yeah or? I did I did yeah. and, I th- and it's difficult because uh, I think that it's a very hard gig mm. you know stating the obvious but I, th- I think it's in the grand scheme of life and in positions of um, uh, of public focus being uh, a Premier League a top flight football referee must be amongst the hardest you, you mm. just barely get any credit or any praise mm. and when you mess up and I I think you sometimes you overlook particularly if you're relatively inexperienced mm. just the pressure and the panic yeah. you know yeah. Bianca knows it's bad enough when you're doing live of course. TV and you, you know you, that's kind of relatively different mechanic although the people out there watching you in the in, in, in the studio where you're at you kind of can collect yourself and you're surra- you know you're in you know playing in front of 40,000 people yeah. screaming abuse at yeah, you no. you don't get a replay get... either it's instantaneous it's you know sometimes the game is moving at such a pace yeah absolutely if he's not particularly in the right position it's so difficult to, it really to call. is uh, mm. you know he did get some you know well, most of those calls wrong, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, that is the shame. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you have a bad day at yeah. the office, That's it. right? That's but it, it just it's unlucky for him that his decisions there is so much riding on yeah. his decisions, you know, but that's his job and yeah. then, you know. Um that's why he's in the firing line. But I, I come from the American the sports mm. yeah. you know, background of which I know is gonna be popular with a lot of uh, you know, a lot of fans and a lot of listeners, but the more technology, the better, mm. I think. You know, and not to the point where it obviously completely kills our game. And no one's mm. going to want that. No. I think almost every sport that you think of where technology was brought in, yeah. the resistance was, oh, well, it's going to slow, you know, ruin the flow. And I know that football has a distinctive flow that, so you've got to be smart about it. But yeah. there, there is definitely a better way of using technology Absolutely. for big decisions than we are right now. I think yeah. anything in the penalty box, when you make the decision, give a penalty, or like with Vardy, the red card, the game stops anyway. Yeah, exactly. So you've got 30 Time. seconds yeah. for, I've said this before as well, the fourth official on the touchline yeah. has got the replay there. 
yeah. straight to the referee and there it is it's mm. done easy. And, and all those so sports that, that bring technology in like a tennis and cricket and rugby mm. league they add something to the game when yeah. the crowd yeah. are waiting for the result exactly. of the challenges and you know it really fires the crowd up so it's not there is a level of entertainment in, the, in, that, in that decision yeah. a big yeah, time in, in the NFL decision. Absolutely. absolutely yeah they mm. love it don't they love it and also as we've seen in NFL and cricket uh, and, and, and others if people are worried about the volume of, of, of challenges then limit the challenges mm. let the managers have two challenges a half yeah. or two yeah. challenges a game yeah. uh, and if they're successful they get an extra one like yeah. they do in the NFL and it can only be a challenge in the penalty yeah, box yeah certain things can be challenged just like the NFL you can't challenge yeah. ch- there's this perception I think they go around sort of challenging everyone <laughs> yeah. like challenges uh, <laughs> flag <laughs> yeah <laughs> flag you sir um, but you know so yeah challenges like penalty decisions yeah. make you potentially offside if, if you want to because you're, you're not like you're going to be doing it every two minutes mm. just yeah. say you know your players on I just think there are a lot of things you could look at that at the moment Mm. So we're saying he had a stinker, the ref, but you obviously think he got the Vardy decision, right? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of thought, like, I think there's. I think Gary Neville said this in the past. Like, it wasn't a penalty, but it wasn't a yellow card. Like, there's, there's some kind of halfway house yeah. where, they, where it, it isn't a dive, but it's not a penalty. And I, th- I think, I think mm. it was probably he should have just let it play on and like done nothing about it. Yeah. it was a coming together. He didn't have to book him and I send him. I think because off. he thought that he looked for it. Yeah, mm. and he kind of does a bit. He, he, he kind of sort of like jumps up a little bit. He goes first of all, he goes into him. Yeah, and then he kind of does this little kind of dive, yeah. like little sort of I don't know. He twists his body. Yeah, and I think it was that motion that it was unnatural yeah you know yeah. he wasn't but, just sort of like brought down yeah but there was con- there was contact when you look at that back like he had yeah but there was only contact because he went into yeah he'd, he'd got out of his way yeah to... of Bonner yeah I'm quite sympathetic for strikers in that situation I've got to say I, I mean I know there are sort of flagrant flagrant dives but yeah. generally speaking I think they... it wasn't a completely blatant dive yeah exactly yeah. I, yeah I think I think strikers should be given the benefit of the doubt and yeah. if you're going to penalise it fair enough but and this idea of always, oh, he was looking for it. You know, you hear that a lot. And, you know, if you anticipate in contact, I think it must be quite hard when you're moving at that pace and mm. it's that instinctive yeah. at times not to react in a way which maybe looks like you're, you know, you are yeah. diving, but yeah. not, a, you know, not there are degrees, I think. See, I thought at full speed it looked like a dive. And then mm. when you watch it again, it didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And that's why. And I think, that's what the referee saw. Yeah. So, so in you that can kind of understand why why booked him. Yeah, yeah. fair, yeah. fair, so fair. Yeah. and that's you know your point that the speed of the game, mm. yeah. the referees don't get a chance to you know to no. look at it twice, and you know, so in that respect, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think. Yeah. yeah. But well, harsh. It was hard. It was yeah. It was. But, but I mean, um, so Carol and Bilic were really damning in their kind of post-match yeah. um, interviews, but no charges against them from the FA. That's just been like announced. The last few I mean, what did you think? What did you make of their kind of post-match stuff? They really, Carol especially, was quite emotional. Yeah, it? it was strange. They weren't, they weren't hauled up. Actually, I'm, mm. I'm kind of. They're probably both terrified of uh, the FA. Are terrified of both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're both yeah. quite intimidating. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, I, yeah, I, again, I, it's a, it's a difficult one um, to criticise because you understand the emotions running yeah. high, and I don't know if I necessarily be any different. Mm. Yeah. And I admire. Uh, both players and managers that can mm. just completely deadpan it and be and take the moral high ground. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, 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 unless someone's really out of order, you know, real, yeah, real personal attack. And then. also, yeah. I think it was on off the back of a few decisions yeah. that have gone against us. Yeah. So it's obvious that they're going to be a little bit Wound sort up. of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've always been of the opinion. I mean, I have to do post match. Yeah, right. And it, is, it really is the worst. I, it's the worst part of my job mm. because it's a very intense atmosphere. You could have someone who's their job's hanging on the line. They've mm. just lost. Um, they're very emotional, and and then you stick them in a room and a microphone in their face, mm. and then you ask them leading questions. Yeah, it's obvious. Sometimes someone's going to say, I mean, unless it's like Mourinho who did that whole long list of things, didn't they, about yeah. the yeah. referee? Yeah. That you can sometimes understand why they might be up on a charge. Yes, but you can't force them into that situation and then fine them thousands of pounds mm. when they say something that, you know, you're leading them to exactly. say. Exactly. Yeah. And that leading, that's a really good point that, you know, you're not there to... to and it's and it's so difficult doing those kind of interviews yeah. because 
players, particularly the, you know the Americans uh, and, and the NFL, are so media trained that yeah. they're just <clears throat> going to autopilot and just get. There's almost, mm. almost no point in doing the interview because you're yeah. just not getting anything. But the Premier League is much more emotional. It is, yeah. and you and your job is to get that yeah. emotion out. You want it to be an entertaining interview. Yeah. But you right? never so, want it to get to a stage where they won't say anything because they're worried mm. about what might happen the, the following day. Exactly. Yeah. I've actually been in an interview before. I won't say who it was. But he actually launched the first answer. He launched into the ref, and I thought I could push this. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't because I knew, and he he did actually get fined the next day. Yes. I thought I just felt really bad, and that's probably makes me sound terrible. <laughs> like my job. You get, I've got a to, scoop. <laughs> yeah, but he, I thought the yeah. first answer was enough. He'd done yeah, enough yeah, to yeah. get himself in trouble, and yeah. I thought I could push this. Yeah. But I quite like the manager, and I, yeah. did, I know him quite yeah. well, so I didn't want to yeah. get him into even more Fair trouble. Play. And also, their pre- their press officers will appreciate that as well that you're not yeah, you exactly. stitched him up. Yeah. But yeah. they're so emotional after a game. I mean, yeah, I, I can't I can't really yeah. ever criticize a player or a manager no. for being. A, you know, they've just gone through yeah. ninety minutes in front of forty thousand people, yeah. and their exactly. emotions are. Of course, they're going to be a little bit wound up. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I think they should take that into account count the FA when when these things are happening so do you know the rules are changing next year so the referees will release a statement regarding the decisions they made in the game after a match yeah that's good next year Mm. do they have to release the, uh, the statement on the pitch, uh, yeah. five minutes after, on a box. And can we all stand there with tomatoes? It'll be interesting. Put them in the stocks, I say. It will be interesting to hear from them. <laughs> be great in the stocks. <laughs> I love that. It will be interesting to hear from them, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, know. I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just gives an explanation. I mean, they'll probably yeah. come out with a load of old flannels. <laughs> it is going to be yeah the same thing, isn't it? Every yeah. week. Well, after the Leicester game, we had Watford at home, and that was an absolute walk in the park and a joy to behold. Now, um, yeah, did you see what did you make? I of the only saw the goals. I was working that night, and I was mm. covering European stuff, so it was on kind of in the. I wasn't yeah. really paying attention to it, so I saw it like five minutes in total, and the goals. Um, so what I saw of that and what I read of of the match reports, and I guess it was you know from what I understand, it's an old atmosphere, and it was a really weird atmosphere. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like what, weirder than the. Um... Man United game. Yeah, really weird. It was Why? like everyone was in a trance almost. I, mm. I can't really like... Maybe it, everyone it was, was just odd. busy it, looking at the surroundings yeah, thinking, maybe. I don't yeah. want to go. I reckon, I that, I reckon so. <laughs> I, I, at half time, I was like, it's such a weird atmosphere. And I went on Twitter and everyone else had said, yeah, really weird atmosphere. And yeah. it was, I can't really... It was. It was what, like there was the game during the game. Both, yeah. Before and during, during the game, there wasn't loads of singing. Like we kind of want one. It felt a bit like a testimonial. Like everyone was a bit distant. Yeah. I think maybe it just struck a lot of people that we are actually leaving. And like, yeah. It was like I think the club like said 270 minutes. They tweeted like 270 minutes left at Upton oh. Park, and it suddenly was oh, like, you don't need to hear that, do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, maybe it just all got a bit real. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird. The weird pain one. is real. I know that much. Yeah, but it was a, it was a good performance. Two penalties. Yes. Yeah. You and so that's three in two games. What? What's going on? I know. <laughs> Is the conspiracy over? <laughs> this finished now. There never was <laughs> a After conspiracy. After Carroll spoke to them, <laughs> they've, they've, they've cancelled it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all off. He's on fire, yeah. though, isn't he? As you've, if you've nicely put here well, on the running order, Big Andy's on fire. Yeah. Six he, in six. Oh, I think Lovely little a, finish that was, was as oh well. We've got, we got taken to the Euros. I can't believe there's any question about that. I know. Well, Tony Carr said he, he thinks he'll... He, like, he's not... He's not sure he'd bring him because he gives away a lot of fouls. Like, yeah, you know, like European referees don't like the, his kind of style. But I wouldn't the play contacts. him. But I play him for seven minutes when we need a goal against Italy. That's oh, the, you know to come off the bench. Absolutely. He's such a like. Yeah. You can see what what we do in the last twenty minutes of games. If we get desperate, and need a goal, like mm. putting balls in the box. Who better? If than you Andy asked, I reckon if you vox popped. I don't know every, every single manager there, but that's certainly mm. the nations that we want to compete against. If we're gonna gonna stand a chance yeah. of going far and said. Would you be a little bit concerned if England had Andy Carroll and yeah. dropped him on for seven, eight minutes? All of them would say, "Shit, I'd rather, you know, would you rather?" Yeah. Him, you know? Which defender enjoys playing oh, against Andy nobody. Carroll? Yeah. Nobody, none. I mean, I remember watching him at, at the Liverpool Chelsea Cup final this, when he was just manhandling Terry, and I can't remember who Terry who he was mm. playing with, mm. but absolutely just all. I thought, you know, my God, for the limitations of his game, right? 
that side of it alone yeah. is is so impressive yeah, to he's a you know, monster absolutely and so for in an inevitable situation where we we're chasing a goal <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah of little yeah. faith <laughs> the uh, Andy Carroll we we have to take him we have I'm not no. speaking as a hammer I'm as big as an England yeah. fan yeah. but you know sense. you know what's going to happen Danny Welbeck's going to come up 20 minutes we need to go oh here comes Danny Welbeck what's yeah. the I'll turn it off if when that happens yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah it's side and he's, he's, I don't know Hodgson has got it in for us we've said it week after week on here but like I mean, what he's, he's mad. He's absolutely mad. I would like to selection. disassociate yeah. myself with these yeah. comments. <laughs> yeah. But what, I don't know. It'd be Gandhi should be in the squad. And apparently it was in the paper that um, Hodgson has privately admitted he's got no chance of making the Euros. Who that did was, he that admit was that big, privately to? Yeah, but that was the back page of the Sun that Hodgson admits right. Carol's not that no private chance. then. I I mean, look, I, I can. There are certain players I can understand, West Ham players that I think should be like no boys and obvious yeah. one that should be in the conversation that you kind of understand for various reasons. Mm. But for for the just the the maverick factor alone, yeah. Carol mm. coming on ten minutes, why why wouldn't you do it? As you say, you can bring on Danny Welbeck to do it. Welbeck before we start, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I no disrespect to Welbeck, but it's just not a different type of. Just gives you a different type, different Absolutely. option, which is what a, you know a sub in a tournament should yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about England brings me down so much. Right, well, let's not think okay, about it. Okay, let's not think about it. Yeah. The News of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham dot HTM. The bet is West Ham to finish in the top six this year, four to one on your first bet. Triple the odds. We're going to do it, I think. So you can get that bet. West Ham to finish in the top six, four to one. Uh, 888sport.com forward slash West Ham dot HTM. Let's move on because uh, we've got a, cu- a couple of a news, couple of other bits of news. Tony Martinez from Valencia has come in. Yeah, I have to admit, I, <laughs> I don't, know nothing. I, I'm, I'm, know nothing. I'm so glad you just said that. I was thinking, <laughs> we're supposed to know more about no, this guy. I know. He's quite highly rated. I watched a few the you know, club tweets and videos of him. and mm. uh, yeah. I mean, he, to be fair, he didn't look great in those videos. Mm. And when, um, when you think about Marco Bugas and his story about yeah. the NHS, <laughs> you know, Bugas. I mean, Mar- Marco Bugas must look great in this video for Harry to sign him, whereas this Tony Martinez, All his best bits aren't even that good. Really? I will ask him. Um, uh, but I don't know. And Brassel, be. who I do the European football mm. show with on, on TalkSport, is, is a font of all knowledge, of course. So I will ask that very question on this week's show. Okay. So what are we getting, Anne <laughs> Brassel, and then I'll tweet it out. But then okay, again, nobody related. had ever heard of Lanzini. Yeah. yeah I, sure. I don't know I'll what have... Lanzini's best bits looked like before he got to West yeah. Ham. Maybe maybe he wasn't quite so impressive either. Well, I have faith in like the players we sign these days are all brilliant. So yeah. Yeah, I'm much more confident with Bilic and his scouting Absolutely. network. Yeah. Yeah. Than, yeah, yeah. You know, so... I agree. I'm, I'm I'm quietly confident, but I need to. I'll get the the Brassel stamp of approval and I'll <laughs> report back with that. Thank Good. Um, the other bit of news announced today: the first game at the Olympic Stadium will be Juventus in the great. Wake Up. That's, That's great. awesome, isn't it? Yeah, the old lady. Love it. And they're going to be they're going to win the title again, of course. And this is if it fits for me, Juve coming over. I just they're the right kind of club I think if yeah. you're going to go international there's just their history and the style yeah. of play yeah. I think it's a good, it's a good good call good yeah call. and Buffon is apparently a massive West Ham fan he's on the record you can google that really he's, yeah he's a big West Ham fan no he said it like he loves the fans oh, like, he loves the passion oh really so great can we kind of get a banner going or something like that? Got to, get, got to get one going, yeah. It's a bit old, isn't he, to come and sign? I don't think that would happen now, would it? No, I don't think so. Unless someone makes up a really good song about him. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot to work with. They're just playing that song, playing the pot, and he's singing that yeah. song, and he's in. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be exciting. But there's some controversy around ticket pricing because I think mm. the club are asking for like fifty up to £50 for to have your ticket. Um, for the friendly there's been some controversy about people not wanting to pay the thing is too much to ask to to kind of pay that much money for a friendly yeah for yeah, a friendly that is quite yeah. steep isn't it really yeah and I guess people don't want to miss that first game no uh, well I think they know that people are going to pay it don't yeah, they yeah. anyway it. Yeah. Uve, and, and it is Juve they'll probably bring quite a strong team I'd imagine so yeah. Yeah. The, when is it uh, I think it's like 7th of August okay yeah, yeah. you might need to check that yeah but yeah that's a lot of money but I can understand why yeah yeah well, um, just a few games left this season in terms of predictions. Firstly, we've got West Brom away. Yeah. Mm. Hawthorns. I feel like we do all right there recently, apart from when we got smashed in the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah apart from that. <laughs> uh, ooh, 
predictions. Do I have to give yeah. a score now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and a general vibe. General of the game. vibe. Yeah, I, it's I, I, it's hard to kind of know how how the last few games will play out. I mean, the Man United game is going to be totally, you know, isolated and different and and mm. strange and beautiful. But the run up to that. I, I hope we've got enough in the tank to, to keep on keep it on I think mm. you know, Champions League's probably gone now but the yeah. Europa League would be great it would be, I think it would be a terrific thing to call mm. off probably Definitely. a better tournament for us to be in with this squad next year mm. I think uh, Champions League would have been a bridge too far for us yeah, yeah. I agree I think yeah. you need to sort of build yourself up kind of like Spurs have done this season mm. as well you know it's practice almost yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with that and I think mm. the Europa League in this country for what you know for, for lots of reasons is slightly vilified but not mm. in I mean look at what not when you get there not, not when you get, you get, get to the getting, final stage you, yeah, you have stage. to get to the quarter semis for it to be interesting don't you That's, and you have to oh, pay doom so. and gloom <laughs> but you know what I think you look there's at, so um, many matches so you have to get through the, the Liga teams yeah, that's, you know, that, they, I understand what you're saying there yeah. but you know when you're playing the likes of Dortmund yeah. in, in the semi-final yeah. you know Dortmund little Dortmund in just to kind of put it in context how, how much a, a club that size a big Bundesliga club mm. when they were playing Liverpool uh, they had a, a derby before the second leg against Schalke which is a, a massive derby massive, yeah. I mean, mm. huge like us playing Spurs or something and um, he rested Thomas Tuchel their manager rested five or six key players for the Europa League so, you know, squad rotation resting but still you know, didn't yeah. play a full strength side mm. and they were still in the running for the for the Bundesliga I mean, Bayern have always been the favourites really for a long time but Dortmund are having an amazing season like, it was one of those weird years where mm. they would have won the title any other year apart from this year because Bayern mm. had been even better right yeah. but they were still in the hunt right and so it's not as if they were kind of fourth and oh, okay we're safe in the Champions League they were it's still in the title hunt that's how much he wanted to win the Europa League and that was at the quarters right and so mm. I, I think it's a great tournament and a yeah. great tournament for us to be in and we start getting you know getting into the quarterfinals next year happy days you know so I hope we kick on against West Brom and get there yeah. um, I think it's the way it's the way to dip your toe into European football yeah, isn't it yeah um, you wouldn't want to get to the Champions League have all this hype be in the Olympic Stadium Champions League music and then just absolutely get smashed because yeah. <laughs> you can totally see that happening yeah. you know West Ham in the Champions League yeah. Leicester and then we all get smashed we lose the Champions League place yeah the like, coefficient yeah. it's a good point you know yeah, we, might, so. <laughs> we might so West Brom I think we'll win it I think well, I'm going 2-1 West Ham yeah 2-1 West Ham Bianca. I think um, they haven't got anything really to play for have they West Brom it'll be mm. interesting because they're obviously playing Tottenham tonight mm. so if they lose that and then they, you know, they, they won't be on a great run. Mm. They won't be very confident. And I think we're great away from home anyway. So yeah. I'm confident we'll win that one, yeah. but only by a very small margin. So I'm going to say one nil. One nil. All right. I'll have us down for a draw then. What? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you know what's funny about the end of this season is that I'm just finding myself really struggling to be interested. <laughs> I'm going to beat you over the head with this microphone. <laughs> the co-host of a West Ham podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's struggling. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been a, an amazing season and has. you need to get yourself out of this fog. You know, I, yes. I am in a fog. But what we're saying, like, it's, it's the greatest Premier League season in West yes. Ham's history. But at the same time, it feels like such an anti-climax. Why? How, is, how mm. does that work? Only because of what of the happened cup. with the cup. Yeah. Do you think if we'd have gone out in the third round... Yeah, we'd have been fine now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'd be buzzing. Yeah. We'd be really buzzing. We might be yeah. in the Europa League. <laughs> We're going to smash I think West we'll beat Swansea yeah. at home as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Our last three o'clock. Yeah. And then we've yeah. got Man United after that. Yeah. There you go. So now, obviously, the end of the bowling ground is... Yeah. I mean, it's palpable. It's yeah. less than... It's weeks. It's a matter of weeks. But um, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah <laughs> oh, yeah I've always um I've always struggled with with this because obviously clubs have got to move on and mm. on any level any commercial level and therefore the good of the club and the future of the club and for our kids and our grandkids and everything else I understand the move to the Olympic Stadium makes complete sense right it's great for West Ham but I'm just really disappointed that like Fenway Park in in Boston like Anfield you know like other mm. grounds even like Yankee Stadium mm. where they basically built Yankee Stadium right next door to the old Yankee Stadium mm. it's a shame we couldn't have found a way to keep it yeah. where it is because I think without getting all soapboxy outside of the obvious affection and memories and everything else it's just that just what it's like for that community or what will be what will, what will have gone from yeah. that you know from that community when when the club goes uh, when they, well you know the, the, the team moves and so I, and I, I, like a lot of us you know it's it's going to be very strange I think initially and it'll take a while to get used to yeah. you know but in the end it will be for the good 
of the club and that's mm. the most important thing um mm. but it's just a pity that we couldn't find a way because it you know the, obviously because i cover a lot of american stuff mm. I, I look at what they do and it's kind of either or it's even worse if for american clubs because most of the new stadiums they build are often miles out of the city yeah. so it's yeah. even more kind of anodyne and mm. odd and neutral it's like sort of us having to drive sort of you know 30 miles out into the middle well, the of the rams you know, have gone now haven't they the rams have gone to la now yeah, yeah back to la really They're built, yeah, yeah. Oh my god yeah, because I'm a Rams fan. Oh yeah, okay, so yeah, I like, right. Well, I'm kind of pleased because I look really like LA, and it's a lot warmer. Not that I ever get to go. <laughs> yeah, I've been to St. Louis to, to mm. see the Rams play, and mm. it's just it is very strange that they can yeah. just up sticks and just to move. Yeah, what do the people in that community do when your team, when your franchise just? It's a good question. What do they, they do? They well, often. Well, what can they do? They're, they're, I mean, they they either get behind the other another big team in the city. Uh, you know, for a different sport, yeah. uh, or you know, they just, they just adopt another team. I mean, there are sort of mad situations where teams of the whole Baltimore Cleveland thing yeah. will turn. You, you know, you'll go mad. Sort of mm. Baltimore basically moved uh, the Cleveland Browns moved from, but the, they became the Indianapolis Colts. They moved from Baltimore, so Baltimore didn't have a team for ages. The Cleveland Browns then moved to Baltimore and became the Baltimore the Ravens. Ravens. So this is exactly the same team became the Ravens, yeah. and then another Cleveland Browns team opened up. I mean, you know, this sort of stuff doesn't. I mean, Wimbledon in. think they've got problems. Honestly, <laughs> <God>. yeah, <laughs> they do so, all that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it is very strange. But even the stadiums, even if a team stays in the stays in the city, a new stadium they'll build will be you know often twenty miles out mm. in a different. It just feels very disconnected, you know. Yeah. So the yeah. idea that we. And I know it was obviously they would have looked at it and it just wasn't practical, but the idea we couldn't have somehow at least it's still in the east it. end, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, still that's in true. the east end, that's true. Yeah. I know it's kind of commercial being sort of right next to Westfield and stuff, yeah. but it is still in the area, yeah. And um, I, I don't know, I think it's going to be exciting, but I am, I, I mean, as you know, I've been doing this farewell bowling piece, mm. I've been interviewing sort of fat fans, and I interviewed my brothers the other day, yeah. And just watching it back, it was, it, I got a lump in my throat, really? even just watching the rushes. From, yeah, from what sure. I'd, and I don't, I don't think people, it just hasn't sunk in yet mm. because they were sat there and they're looking around and they're thinking, it, we, we're really never going to be here again. Mm. Danny Dyer's like, this is going to be an effing roundabout. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to make the cut? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I'm going away. for a bit more emotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Danny. That's the last line. Just yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so when you go to like American old like sports venues that have that gone, I mean, what's the legacy like? Do you yeah. like? Is there any kind of touches there that remind you of the? Well, I think the Yankees did it well. I'm yeah. not a Yankees fan, you know, but I admire what they did because, like I said, they built it. It's in the Bronx, first of all, Yankee mm. Stadium. Right, mm. so they built it right next door. So they've kind of parallels there in many yeah. ways, you know, yeah. where it is. Uh, and they recreated the, the the well the external part of it is quite clearly a sort of millennial stadium right I mean to the point of almost absurdity where you can buy frozen cocktails <laughs> you know stuff that you never get at a football ground but the inner sanctum the kind of you know where you're really watching the game so it mm. basically looks like a, like a Westfield like a shopping mall on the outside right. um, but you get to the inner sanctum and it's it's recreated identically so it looks like you're in and you've mentioned earlier about the mm. idea of ghosts and you know they've got you know memorabilia and you know players jerseys up mm. and there is a there is a sense that it uh that you're so if you i guess the, the obvious example is to kind of re- recreate a version of upton park mm. um, yeah. if that was even possible you know where it would look like you were there even though it was a brand new stadium so yeah. kind of have the more commercial side but you know i think it's a different type of stadium different mm. capacity different sport yeah. so you can do it with that but i don't think you could do that with football Mm. No, I think they're going to try and make it as much our own as they yeah. possibly can. Mm. You know, yeah. the colours and that there will be memorabilia around and, yeah. and things like that. Did they talk about doing the safe standing? Is that is that going to be tried? Uh, I don't think it's up to us, is it? It's like a, at a Premier League FA level. Or, yeah, so. I hope so, because Ajax are bringing that in talking, now as well. Yeah, so. I they were talking about it. Because really? um, I think PSV have already got it in, in Holland. Ajax are bringing it in. More right. clubs are doing it. Yeah, you know the the grace of the chance. I think that really helped with time. the with the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Because you don't know, you know, everyone's going to be dotted around. Mm. There's going to be people. I know a few people who have bought season tickets who aren't even West Ham fans. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be kind of difficult because they're mm. not going to really be vocal, are they? Yeah. They're just mm. going to be spectators. Yeah, there is that issue. I mean, I, yeah. I remember getting um, getting comps to. Uh, an Arsenal Champions League game and they're playing I think Anderlecht might have been mm. playing last season this must have been and I went along with with um, 
uh, with a bunch of people, you know, sort of taken out to the game. Uh, and because there were those type of seats, I guess, as well, it was such a strange atmosphere. You yeah, know, when you're I've actually been in, to a Champions League game mm, there as well. Just, and it was I couldn't, dead. Couldn't, I don't know if we'll take the piss out of Arsenal for, for that, but it was just so so strange there were so many just so many neutrals yeah. and you thought mm. my god this is what it's like watching a yeah. game yeah. with loads and loads of neutrals yeah. um, it's weird isn't it it's kind uh, of yeah, sterile exactly almost. and so because um, even if you go to like um, I don't know you go to New Camp right you know or a big European club where same and I hope West Ham kind of has that same sort of principle there is just such a um uh, there's such an engagement for most fans that it, it doesn't seem and maybe it's the club I don't know maybe mm. it's to do that it doesn't you kind of go to that and you get sucked into it and you get drawn into it yeah but uh, that was very kind of oh jarring like, oh no I really hope this isn't what the Olympic Stadium is going to be like mm. but I you know thinking about it thinking about Barcelona in particular yeah. and those kind of clubs there's always a great atmosphere there even yeah. though there's a lot of day trippers yeah. Uh, so, I'm, and I reckon West Ham fans. So it's up to us. It's down to us. <laughs> it's up to the hardcore. It's down sport. to us. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Upton Park leaving. What's your mem? What's your ultimate memory? What's your one Upton Park memory? Wow. God, I think it would be De Canio's incredible goal against Wimbledon, because of, partly because of where I was for that game, because the the year after that I had is when I got my first season ticket. So I was going to as much as many games as I could. And in that particular game, I got given uh, tickets by uh, Paul Kitson, uh, of all a legend that he was. What, and what so, name drop. And I said, what a name drop. <laughs> <laughs> Best name drop on the show. Kits. Yeah. You're out there, Kits. Love you, man. Um, and uh, so uh, Kitson gave me tickets. I was just starting out, basically. I wasn't even really doing... I wasn't doing any uh, telly. I was This is when I was uh, doing stand-up. And I was paying the rent and, and, and doing the door, the guest list at clubs, basically. Right. And so Kitson used to come down, you know. So, they, you know, we used to look after each other. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. There you go. And, um, <laughs> so, got, so, I, so I was in that in that you know perfect sort of parallel with the penalty but it was just the probably the best was the yeah. best view in the house for it yeah so that i think would have to be one of them wow um uh, uh, uh oh, so many so many always remember um i always remember watching uh i think we were playing villa on a monday night and this was the Pardew era and i think marlon got a few i think we won it was a monday night game and we weren't doing very well and we, we kind of pulled it together and my sister noticed it was the, you know the floodlights noticed this moth sort of flying around near us, so it became the lucky moth, right? And actually, every time it was a night game, we'd look out for the lucky moth, and, and it's, it was for about eight or ten game stretch <laughs> under the floodlights. It coincided with us starting to play well, and then the moth disappeared, oh. and we never saw the moth again. <laughs> so, Tadio right. and the lucky moth. Desperation. <laughs> yeah. You're the That's third why. person to say the moth, actually. Right. Right. No. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> they know the moth. <laughs> the Bobby Moore upper, they yeah. know the lucky <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, well, Nat, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Absolute pleasure, guys. Love you're it. on. You're on Twitter. I am. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Nat Coombs uh, without any. And will, <laughs> will you be commenting on how good Tony Martinez is on your Twitter? Page? I will. Yeah. Follow yeah. the feed follow just the for that. I will ask Brassel this go. week on that and give you. Yeah. Uh, he'll give me a straight answer. So <laughs> and I will let you know on, on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. There's your incentive. Excellent, Bianca. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You're welcome. All right. Well, we'll see you after the West Brom game, I guess. Yeah. In the meantime, come on, you eyes. Come on, you eyes. Come on, you eyes. Come on, you eyes.